0: There is a sentence that I've heard what feels like, I don't know, a hundred times from pastors describing what it means to be a follower of Jesus. Often, but not always, these are people that Meredith and I have met as part of this journey towards planting Pomona Valley Church. There's kind of a type that tends to plant churches. They tend to be people who would wholeheartedly agree with this sentence that I've heard so much, which is to say some variation of following Jesus. it's, It's just all about relationships, man. And to be clear, Meredith and I are not opposed to relationships. It is one of our values here at Pomona Valley Church for a reason, because those people are right. Following God means valuing relationship. Going back to creation, the one thing that God describes as not being good, and this is before people choose to head their own way and sin enters the world, is when God says that it is not good for people to be alone. And we've talked about this before as a church, that this is because our job as humans, is to reflect God and God's character to the world around us. And God is Trinity, three persons in one. God is relationship. And so following God, reflecting God, becoming more and more like God, those mean relationship. But also, there's a story in the book of First Kings where the prophet Elijah has this massive confrontation with the priests who led worship for the Canaanite god Baal. He engages in a contest with them where they each set up an altar ready for sacrifice in view of all the people of Israel. And then they ask their God to rain down fire on the sacrifice to burn it up. And if you know the story, Elijah stands alone and watches as the hundreds of priests rant and rave and go through all manner of acts and ceremonies to try and get Baal to bring down fire and they fail. And then Elijah submerges the whole sacrifice in water, quietly prays to God and stands back as fire consumes the whole thing, stones and all. And after this triumph, he runs away. The king and queen are not happy that their priests have been embarrassed in this way, and they threaten his life. And the Bible says that he is afraid, and he flees for his life. Elijah goes way out into the wilderness, as, as far away from people and danger and confrontation as he can. And in First 1 Kings 19.9, we read what happens next. Then the word of Yahweh came to him, saying, What are you doing here, Elijah? He answered, I have been very zealous for Yahweh, the God of hosts, for the Israelites have forsaken your covenant. They've thrown down your altars and killed your prophets with the sword. I alone am left, and they are seeking my life to take it away. Elijah is lonely, tired of having to stand alone to resist the ways that his people have fallen away from following the true God. God says, go out and stand on the mountain before Yahweh, for Yahweh is about to pass by. Now, there was a great wind, so strong that it was splitting mountains and breaking rocks to pieces before Yahweh. But Yahweh was not in the wind. And after the wind, an earthquake. But Yahweh was not in the earthquake. And after the earthquake, a fire. But Yahweh was not in the fire. And after the fire, a sound of sheer silence. When Elijah heard it, he wrapped his face in his mantle and went out and stood at the entrance of the cave. And it's at that point that Elijah hears what God has to say to him. Elijah had been in big, loud, thunderous, chaotic, glorious action, and had seen God work wonders there, but there was something missing for him. And in this season of his life, at least, It was only after the big, loud, thunderous, chaotic, glorious noise had passed, only when the sheer silence had arrived, that he was able to hear what God had to say to him. There are some Christians who, because of stories like this one, or the accounts of Jesus going off on his own to pray, or because of their own deeply meaningful experiences of silence and solitude, there are some who say, some variation of, Following God means finding silence and solitude and listening, because that's the only place you can really hear God's voice. And those people are right. So, is it all about relationships? Or is it about hearing from God and silence and solitude? It's both. Relationships and solitude are not opposites. We don't need to balance the two like, oh, I need to pull back on relationships for a little while so that I can have some time to myself. We need them both. In some seasons, maybe one more than another. In some seasons, we need more of both because we hear from God through silence. Yes, but we also hear from God through relationship. When David had raped Bathsheba because he wanted to, and that's what powerful men have done when they see a woman they want, basically since the beginning of our species, and then had her husband killed so he could cover up his actions, he seems to not have thought about it much after that. Until a prophet named Nathaniel shows up and confronts the king through a parable about a rich man stealing his poor neighbor's sheep. David is furious at the gall of this rich man to take what wasn't his. This man, he, he deserves to die. That man is you, David, Nathaniel says, and David sees what he has done in new light and mourns over his sin, all because there was a relationship within which the truth could be told, one that had enough trust and equity built up that Nathaniel's words could actually have some effect on a powerful man who did not want to hear about his mistakes, At an earlier point in David's life, when he's running away from King Saul, who's trying to kill this apparent challenger to his throne, we see examples of him getting encouragement, information, insight, love from his friend, Jonathan, which sustains him through the darkness of that that season in his life. We hear from God through people and we hear from God in silence. And so following God means both. Following God is about relationship. But following God is also about us finding time to be silent before God. And like we've said these past couple of weeks, I'm not saying we need to balance relationship and solitude. As if the problem is that we are spending too much time with people or too much time alone. I think it's more accurate to say that in our isolated, lonely, virtual world, deep and meaningful relationships are essential. Most of us need more of that. And in our frantic, loud, busy, hustling world, silence and solitude are essential. Most of us need more of them too. We aren't getting enough of either and our ability to follow Jesus into the world suffers because of it. Now, I am sure there are some of us who actually don't have any time in our week when we are alone or don't have much time when we're with other people. But I'd guess that for most of us, the issue here is more of intentionality than opportunity. When we are alone, when we get back to our room after class, or when the kids are finally asleep, or when we wake up and turn on the coffee pot, are we being intentional about using some of that space, whatever space we have, to listen? Or... Are we picking up our phones, doing what I do, and trying to make it through some of my backlog of podcasts and articles? What might it look like to intentionally listen for what God might be saying in those spaces? And when we're with people, are we just making small talk, trying to avoid awkwardness, sailing smoothly through the interaction, or are we taking some of those relationships and working on them for lack of a better term, trying to see if they might be or might become the sort of relationship that God might just speak through? Are we being intentional about turning those relationships into sources of life for us and for the other person? Later this week, Meredith and I will be putting out a podcast episode that gives some ideas for what types of practices might lead to more intentionality in each of those spaces. Some of you might want to try one of them out. Uh, others might not be for you, but, but do try something in this next week or so. Listen to where God might be leading you towards more intentionality in this season with either solitude or relationship or both. On Sunday, we heard Jill talk about some of the joys and challenges of these type of relationships. We heard Leslie um, talk about and then lead us through a practice of silence And we'll say a little bit more about that in the podcast that is to come later on in the week. So be on the lookout for that. Uh, Be thinking about when or how it might fit with you and who you are and in the season that you are in to either be intentional about listening in the silence or developing the relationships that you have or both. Hope to see you all on Sunday. Grace and peace to you.